Okay, which one of you wants to pray? Oh! Oh! Hmm? Don't press any buttons, just mm. pray. This is the speaker. Mmm! <laughs> Dear God, take you for today, please help us. Um, be good and do good in school. I love you. Amen. Amen. Okay, want? okay, okay. What do you want to add? I love you, God. <laughs> good. Yeah, God, we do agree. We love you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. You loved us first. I know that you loved us first, and I'm so glad. I'm so grateful. Excuse me. You guys are making that super dirty. If you let it go in tuna fish. Okay, dude. Okay. So, be careful. Come on, jump. 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 Thank you for a beautiful day. It's Thursday, the 18th of February. And God, I know you have good plans and today. God, thank you for only two more days of off work. I mean work. And then off work. Help us do a great job honoring you with our studies. God, I ask that you would bless us to understand your word and use your spirit to really to understand you better. The whole reason why we um, read your word in the morning is to learn about you, to become closer to you, to know your character, to, to spend time with you, and um, to know what's important to you. And God, this is your love letter to us. Um, but we still can't reach you unless you come down to meet us. So God, we do count on your Holy Spirit to translate, to minister to us, um, to intercept the enemy, to stop the enemy before he ever even looks at us, God, to protect us. We ask for your hedge of protection to be around every member of our home and the home of every listener. God, I um, just do lift you up this morning, and we honor you, and we bless you this morning. God, I ask that you would think of us as a blessing to you this morning. We repent of any sin that we do. Um, guys, you want, I want you to name your sins. Can you think of any ways that you've sinned? Once I threw a plate at Micah's lip, and then he started bleeding. Okay. Here, Micah, your turn. I fought with Kate. Okay, so let's say to the Lord, let's say we're sorry for that. Sorry, God, you're forgiving me for fighting with Kate. Sorry, God, could you please forgive me for fighting with Micah? Yeah, and God, I'm sorry for any way that I lose my temper, any impure thought. God, I ask that you would search our hearts and clean us, and and we know that you know us, but. Would you even make ourselves known to us so we can see the truth of our situations? And someday could you put us at our right hand, at your right hand, please? Yeah, God, yeah, put us um, in your heart, God. We know that we're in your heart. Mm-hmm. Only God knows. Like Elijah what? had me. Hmm. Oh, was Elijah? Only God, oh, yeah, God knows who's that's going to be. Ow! Stop biting! You know, God's so big, it says the earth is his footstool and the heavens are his throne. Maybe he's big enough that we could all sit on his just his right side. What if every single human could sit on his right side? Because that's how big he is. <laughs> Alright, let's see. We're going to read. We're going to praise the Lord through Psalms 16, Acts 28, Proverbs 18, and Nahum 2. Not in that order. Our order is Psalms 16, Acts 28, Nahum 2, and Proverbs 18. Psalm 16. All right. This is David. King David wrote this. Its title was Miktam or Miktam. I don't know how you would pronounce that in Hebrew. And it could be a musical term. Keep me safe, O God. For I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my master. Everything good I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. 
troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak the names of their gods. Can I have some orange juice? Water. You alone. Electrolytes. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. Yeah, you can put electrolytes in it. You guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. Micah, the electrolytes are right here. They're right here, honey. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Put your cup here. Let me see how much water. Oh, yeah. So, that's about that much. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't put it all. It's a raspberry flavor. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. How can you bless the Lord if he can bless you? You can do the same thing. Well, we just said, we said, Lord, we bless you. That means that, let's see what the word bless means. Can we see the, can we see the end of the hula dance now? Bless. Mom. No. You're off task. To invoke favor upon and ask God to look favor, favorably on. To express and feel gratitude towards. That's blessing? So if you feel gratitude towards God, you say, I bless you. If you want to say thanks to God, you can say, I bless you. Or to any other version. It's an expression of endearment and gratitude. Yep. I bless you. Mm-hmm. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken. Is Satan ever going to be good? For he is right beside me. I know he used to be an angel, but he didn't want to be an angel, but he, he wanted to be more than an angel. He wanted to be God. Mm-hmm. You could have shortened that down to at least five words. It's all right. What Kate said was true. <coughs> no wonder. My heart is and, glad. And then that's how he became evil. Wait. Okay, try to listen and not interrupt now. Okay. You understand? Yeah. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. Now, if you read this in Greek, it would say, My tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead. And they, they also call the dead Sheol. Or allow your holy one to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. And if the, you read the Greek, it would say, you have shown me the way of life and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Do you know you have the presence of the living God living in you? When do people get that true. for angels? Hmm? When do people what? Get the... What does mm stand for? Why do people sing no, to why? represent angels? I guess. Mm. I don't really know. Do you angels? angels praise the Lord constantly. How? The Bible says they're always praising God. They're constantly praising then the Lord. How do you do anything else? Well, you can praise God even when you're cooking food. If your thoughts are constantly on him. How do you concentrate on anything else? Gimme. You do it with it. You do it together. Uh, kind of like you can walk and talk. You can praise God in everything that you do. Okay, we are on the last chapter of Acts. We have read Acts for 28 days. This is our 28th day. Of reading Acts, and now you're gonna hear about what God does through Paul on the island of Malta in Rome, and then even um, Paul preaching at Rome under guard. 
You ready? Sit up. Sit up. Thank you. Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. Okay, you remember what happened yesterday? They were in this terrible, disastrous storm in the middle of the ocean in a boat. And it was so bad. What did they do? Get off everything in the boat. Yes. And they thought they would lose their lives, didn't they? Yes. He got it. But who visited Paul? God. Angel. An angel. And what did the angel tell him? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody would live. And he'd stand in front of Caesar. So he could deliver the message to them. And they listened to him, didn't they? So here you found out in Acts 28 verse 1. They really were on the island of Malta. They didn't know where they had landed, right? Till now. Verse 2. He says, The people of the island were very kind to us. Mike, I feel like you're not listening. It was cold and raining. Okay, but whenever you hear the Bible, you listen in a way that you say to the Lord in your heart, I have something else you can teach me today. (laughs) Even though I've heard this story. You're going to teach me something new, right? That's a humble heart. Actually. A proud heart says, I've already heard this story, so I don't care what it says this time. Mm-hmm. Every time we do the Bible, mm-hmm. I learn more and, more and more and more about myself. Yes. Why? Why do you think that is? Because I learn more and more about myself. You are funny. God wants you to learn about how he made you, and he does that through... He actually does that through you learning about him. You learn more about yourself. Is that interesting? Mike, I'm going to put her in the cage if you keep playing and not paying attention. The reason I think you're not paying attention is because you're not even answering and you're making other noises. Okay? If you played silently and you answered my questions, I would think that you were listening. Okay. You understand? The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy. So they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. How nice. Mm -hmm. Now these are people that hadn't eaten in like two weeks. They just then they had a piece of bread. Mm -hmm. Remember? 240 something people. So they probably looked pretty shabby. They were also beat up by the water. They had to get out of the boat and swim to shore or float ashore. So these, all these people on the ship, they look pretty sad. So it's really nice that the people on Malta built a fire for them to help them get warm, right? Mm-hmm. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on a fire, a poisonous snake driven out by the heat bit him on the hand. When I was walking this morning, guess what I saw? What? A snake. <laughs> Scared, it ran away from me. The people of the island saw ah! it hanging from his hand. Um, did it have spi- red spikes on the back? No, it was just, um, it was the color of dark gray. Then it must be a snake that blends in. It might have been a black rat snake. It, I don't have any idea. It actually looked like a juvenile, unless it was like a small breed of snake. Wasn't that long. At least it didn't bite you. Probably two feet long. At least it didn't bite you. Yeah, it didn't bite me. Snakes are generally scared of things bigger than themselves. But this poisonous snake wasn't scared of Paul, was it? It was dangling from his hand. But... The people on the island saw it hanging from his hand, Paul's hand, and said to each other, A murderer! No doubt, though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. They thought he would die. Guess what Paul did? But actually, he was like... But actually, he They thought... Mom... He was actually like, eh, I don't care about this. Well, I'm sure he cared. His reaction. It said Paul shook off the snake into the fire why'd and was they, unharmed. Why'd they, call, why'd they say murder? Because they thought in those days if something bad happened to you, you did something wrong. Right? Why? It does happen sometimes. Right? God punishes bad people. We know that in the Bible. I don't know what religion these people were. Yet. Malta religion? No, Malta is not a religion. It's a place. What? I remember in the story um, that 
people that thought if two, if like there was a giant lamb or if there was like I didn't think of a thing for that. two snakes together. No, I think okay. the people. Well, I don't remember too well, but okay, there were some gods that one that were at somewhere in some place and sometime sometime uh, and the people thought believed in the gods and also they thought that the gods like did something like if like a warning or something like a warning or something you mean like an omen or like an omen it's the same thing or like can i tell you what it is are you done talking? And then the people thought, um, if the gods did like some kind of warning or a, window or a sign, put tune on it. The people will think the gods tell them something. Oh, he's talking about me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's hear what happened here. Wait, 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 wait. What? And also, not exactly related to an omen, mm-hmm. but what he was saying before oh, the omen, of course, is that the Aztecs believed that they saw a hawk holding a snake on a cactus in the middle of a lake on an island. They thought that was where the god, fake god, told them to build the city. Oh. And that's actually why they built it right there. Well, the truth is, if fake gods are sending messages to the people, it's either from their own imagination or it's from a demon. They believe that if they saw that, that was where they were, the gods wanted to build the city. Well, I'm decoding it for you. I'm saying if people get a message from a fake god, it's either from their own head or from a demon. Okay, listen. In verse 6... The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. That's what they thought would happen. Because you know what? In this place, if you got bit by a poisonous snake, guess what? What? End of your life. But when they, they had waited... Cut, they wouldn't cut your head off. You would just die because of the poison. Yeah, you would die. You'd like... Well... And die. Well, actually, when the mm-hmm. snake bit you... Mm-hmm. At first, you wanted to die when the snake just bit you, but after the snake bit you, it had to then you would die. But yeah, but their expectation, work. we heard. The people waited him for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. So normally, when this kind of snake bites you, you either get swell, all swollen or you drop dead. I'd rather get all swollen. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't okay, harmed... They changed their minds and decided he was a god. So they went from thinking... This is how silly people can be. They went from thinking, You're a murderer. You must be scandalous. You're a bad guy. To, he didn't die. So, oh, you must be a god. That's what they thought. But So they're pretty he, confused. But he isn't because God just helped him. God helped him. The Holy Spirit protected him. So in, now in verse 7. Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to... Publius, or Publius, I don't know how to say that. The chief official of the island. Do you know what an estate is? No. Like a huge, expensive home. He welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. As it happened, Publius's father was ill with fever and dysentery. You know what that means? Dysentery? Mm, no. A bowel? <laughs> Part of it. Dysentery. Okay, dysentery. Okay, I don't want you to um, pluck my nail polish off. Yeah, a type of gastroenteritis. What? What? Gastroenteritis what? that results in diarrhea with blood. Do you think it's painful? Yes, Mama. Mhm. Yeah, I don't yeah. want you to pick it off. Your nails feel pretty soft. They're kind of skinny right now. Other symptoms include fever, abdominal pain, and a feeling of incomplete defecation. What does that mean? You get dehydrated too. And there's usually a bacteria, Shigella. 
It means you're super sick, and if you don't get help for it, you might, you could die from it. Okay, so Publius's father was ill with fever and dysentery. Paul went in and prayed for him, and laying his hands on him, he healed him. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. All the other sick people on the island came and were healed. Mama, what do you think these people thought? You mean just if this was falling, this was looking, Paul was like this. Do you know what he did? He said, God, please heal this man. You mean like this? Dear God, please heal this man. And then he was healed. And as a result, we were showered with honors. And when the time came to sail, Micah, be quiet and sit up. People supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. So God helped Paul do something good. And as a result, guess what the people did? They helped Paul and his, um, his, his companions. All right, now you're going to hear about what happens when Paul arrives to Rome. It was three months after the shipwreck that we sail on another ship that had wintered at the island. I mean, it's, it, it, this boat stayed there through the winter time. An Alexandrian ship with the twin gods as its figurehead. Can you believe what God thought of that? Ugh. The twin gods were the Roman fake gods named Castor and Pollux. I think I've heard the Pollux before, but not the Castor. So let's learn about um, Castor. I don't know. Roman that. gods, Castor and Pollux. Yeah. Roman gods, Castor and Pollux. Liz is not listening to me. How about we just Roman gods, Castor and Pollux. Let's hear about what these were. They were twin half-brothers in Greek and Roman mythology, known together as Dioscuri. Can we actually see the gods? Well, these are the fake gods. This is what they thought they looked like. But they look just like men, don't they? Without a leg? Not only are they men... Why do without a leg? These, they don't even have any clothes on. <laughs> Let me see. I can't see. They don't even... They basically look like men with don't even clothes on with a horse. No clothes on. Why is this guy missing a leg? Because they're just statues. They're not real gods, right? So the myth is their mother was Leda, but they had different um, fathers. Castor was the son of the king of Sparta, and Pollux was supposed to be the son of Zeus. Um, let's see. In Latin, these twins are known as the Gemini. So you've heard of Gemini. Yeah, or Castores, as well as Tinderidae or Tinderids. Stop shaking me. Gemini was the name of Thank one you. of the space missions. Pollux asked Zeus to let him share his own immortality with his twin to keep them together. And they. this myth says they were transformed into the constellation of Gemini. The pair were regarded as the patrons of sailors to whom they were said to have appeared at St. Elmo's Fire. I don't know what St. Elmo's Fire was. St. Elmo's Fire was um, a little ball of lightning that appeared at the top of a mast, normally during a storm because of, or without a storm, or just after one, or just beginning, something like that because of the electric charge in the air. Why do you know that? Because I've heard about it. Where? Mm, book. It says, St. Elmo's fire is a weather phenomenon in which luminous plasma is created by a corona discharge from a sharp-pointed object in a strong electric field. I can't believe you're like a little walking encyclopedia. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> that was so good. Okay, it makes me so happy that you read so much. <laughs> um, it was probably from the Guinness World Records or 1,100 or 5,000 facts, one of those books. Okay, so here's here's what we know. This ship. I'll never knew it. You, you're going to learn this stuff. Hey, stop Mike this. I didn't stop, know it when stop. he was your age. All right, so listen. This is interesting because these fake twin gods that we learned were also called Gemini. 
were the figurehead of the ship. Gemini was the name of a space machine. Yes, that's right. Also, so. Okay, so our first stop was Syracuse. Syracuse was on the on the island of Sicily, where we stayed for three days. From there, we sailed across to Regium, which was on the southern tip of Italy. A day later, hold on, a south wind began blowing. So the following day, we sailed up the coast to Puteoli. Okay, you need to be quiet, okay? Listen, if this is distracting you, put it away. Puteoli? Or Puccioli? I don't know how you'd say it, like, in that accent. I'm sure I butcher all these names. There, we found some believers who invited us to spend a week with them. Greek brothers, like, in Greek... In Greek, it would say brothers. Um, and so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters in Rome heard we were coming, and they came to meet us at the Forum. The Forum was about 43 miles from Rome on the Appian Way. 43 miles now is not a big deal. It would take us like 45 minutes to an hour to drive somewhere. But 43 miles then was a major deal because they had to walk. Remember when you walked camping and you went 22 miles? figure 43 miles that meant walking and sleeping over walking and sleeping over that would take like 40 days <laughs> others joined us 15. at the three taverns the three taverns was about 35 miles from Rome when Paul saw them he was encouraged and thanked God when we arrived in Rome Paul was permitted to have his own private lodging, though he was guarded by a soldier. <clears throat> now you're going to hear about Paul's preaching at Rome under those guard. Three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government, even though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors. The Romans tried me and wanted to release me because they found no cause for the death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. And I also remember that God had a first miracle and all the people were like, ah, I believe in you, ah, how did he do that? Okay. Um, don't scream like that, okay? Okay. I asked you to come here today so we could get acquainted. I can't see. And so I could explain to you that I am bound with this chain. Why do you push on my body? Sorry. Because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. They replied, we have no letters from Judea or reports against you from anyone who has come here. But we want to hear what you believe. For the only thing we know about this movement is that it is denounced everywhere. What movement are they talking about? What? I know, I know, I know. What? The Civil Rights Movement. No. That happened like 200,000 years later. What movement are Way they talking about? Over exaggeration, probably just 2,000, but a lot of years later. What movement are they talking about? Crack. Crickets. Crickets. Sure. Learning about Jesus. Accepting Jesus. On your seat. Okay. It's denounced. So, it's denounced. Like, people don't like it. The Jewish leaders are in an uproar. They want to kill Paul everywhere he goes. Right? They want to hear about the message first. Verse 23, so a time was set, and on that day, a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God, keep that shut, and tried to persuade them about Jesus from the scriptures. Just let a little flushing? Using the law of Moses, the air conditioning was on. But I want Sit down. Not Sit down. Using the law of Moses and the book of the prophets, you guys... I didn't put her up here. He spoke to them. All right, finish that. 
If you're done, put it in the sink. Little Sneaky's trying to get food off the table. <laughs> Look at that little sneaky girl. In fact, you know what? Take their food down and spoon it in their dishes. Please, and give them water. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning until evening. Don't put it over me. Let them get down. Put it in their bowls. Thank you. Two separate bowls. You can't just plunk it down. They'll get in a fight. Okay, some were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, Go and say this to the people. When you hear what I say, that you will not understand. When you see what I do, put it on the left side. Thank you. You will not comprehend, for the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their heart cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. How sad God must be over that. So Paul says, So I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to the Gentiles, and they will accept it. So these people... They are very familiar with Isaiah. They are very familiar with this message. They know the scripture and what um, Paul is quoting. When he had said these words, um, it's interesting. They say some manuscripts add a verse 29. When he said these words, the Jews departed greatly disagreeing with each other. So they were having a fight. Some people believed Paul and some people didn't. Verse 30. Thank you. Thank I you, boys. You did great. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. Do you know what that means? No. He rented his own home. He welcomed all who visited him. Yeah, he didn't have to say, give me money, give me money. He made his own money. He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God. No, not when I'm teaching. And teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop him. So he actually had... A two-year respite of nobody trying to kill him. Which for him, was that amazing or what? Yeah. Since he started following Christ, left and right, people were trying to kill him, right? Alright, we're going to read Nahum chapter 2. Yesterday we learned about how the Lord was so angry at Nineveh, right? And then we learned about what the Lord says about destroying the Assyrians, and sending a messenger. Okay? We're going to learn about the fall of Nineveh. You cannot come against the Lord and survive. You might get away with something for a time. But the Lord only does that to show you his own glory. Nations, people, the world, it's all the same principle. You cannot oppose the Lord. Verse 1. Your enemy is coming to crush you, Nineveh. Nineveh was a city, right? Man the ramparts. Watch the roads. Prepare your defenses. Call out your forces. Even though the destroyer has destroyed Judah, the Lord will restore its honor. Israel's vine has been stripped of branches, but he will restore its splendor. Shields flash red in the sunlight. See the scarlet uniforms of the valiant troops. Watch as their glittering chariots move into position with a forest of spears waving above them. Um, and the Greek and Syriac versions read, Watch as their glittering chariots move into position and the horses whip into a frenzy. The chariots race recklessly along the streets and rush wildly through the squares. They flash like firelight and move as swif swiftly as lightning. Kate is stinky eating? Yeah, she is. Good. A lot. Good. The king shouts to his officers. They stumble in their haste, rushing to the walls to set up their defenses. The river gates have been torn open. The palace is about to collapse. Nineveh's exile has been decreed, and all the servant girls mourn its capture. That sounds like a real Bible thing. That is a real Bible thing. 
<laughs> this is a Bible. <laughs> they moan like doves and beat their breasts in sorrow. Nineveh is like a leading water reservoir. The people are slipping away. Stop, stop, someone shouts. But no one even looks back. Loot the silver, plunder the gold. There's no end to Nineveh's treasures. It's vast, uncounted wealth. Soon the city is plundered, empty and ruined. Hearts melt and knees shake. The people stand aghast. Their faces pale and trembling. Now where is that great Nineveh, that den filled with young lions? It was a place where people, like lions and their cubs, walked freely and without fear. The lion tore up meat for his cubs and strangled prey for his mate. He filled his den with prey, his caverns with his plunder. Oh, I would never want to hear this. I am your enemy, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. Your chariots will soon go up in smoke. Your young men will be killed in battle. Never again will you plunder conquered nations. The voices of your proud messengers will be heard no more. I would never want to hear that from the Lord. I wonder what Nineveh did. What did it say? He said... It slapped everybody with fish. That's what the VeggieTales said they did. What? They slapped everyone with fish. That's so funny. That's the VeggieTales thing. Oh my goodness. so funny. I know. Look, I wouldn't... I need to see. Why was God angry at Nineveh? When's he ever going to go there? Ahem, I'm not talking. Oh, it's extreme pride. Nineveh had long been an enemy of Judah and Israel. These are God's people, right? Okay, and then Nahum 3.1 says, Woe to the city of blood, full of lies, full of plunder, never without victims. So Nineveh was known as a city of violence and known for its brutal treatment of those it conquered. The Assyrians were notorious for amputating hands and feet, gouging out eyes, and skinning and impaling their captives. And the final verse of Nahum's book emphasizes the violence of the Assyrians. Um, Nahum 3.19 says, Who has not felt your endless cruelty? It's also a city that was extremely proud, the people of Nineveh. In Nahum 3.8. And one account reveals in Sennacherib's day, the wall around Nineveh was 40 to 50 feet high and four kilometers along the Tigris River, 13 kilometers around the inner city, 15 main gates. Each gate was guarded by a bull statue, both inside and outside the walls. Sennacherib, this leader, created parks, a botanical garden, and a zoo. He built a water system containing the oldest aqueduct in history at Jirwan across the Gomel River. And Jesus taught, for all who take the sword, perish by the sword. That's Matthew twenty six fifty two. And this was predicted in the case of Nineveh, which was filled with warlike people, known for brutality against their enemies. Despite Nineveh's military might, they were no match for the God of heaven. Nineveh's downfall was good news for Judah. And um, so Nineveh, I guess these are the Assyrians. Which I would not have put that together without help. So that's interesting. All right, now we're going to read Proverbs 18. You guys both left. Come back to the um, table, please. I'm listening. Yeah, but you're looking at a book, so I'm not really. Doing both of it? Mm-mm. Kate, come back to the table. Do you want to know what you were just saying? You were just saying about how Nineveh was evil and how about, and how Syria was very brutal and it was proud and it was everything like that. Good. Pick up that jewelry. That That's not yours to lose. Okay. It's not his to use either. 
Okay, thank you, Cade. Unfriendly people care only about themselves. I'm now teaching you from Proverbs 18. Okay. Who wrote Proverbs? Okay, and then what does Proverbs teach us? Uh, wisdom. Wisdom. Okay. Unfriendly people care only about themselves. They lash out at common sense. Do you know what that means? No. What's common sense? Common sense is that an egg will fall at the same speed as a watermelon. No, that's not common sense. <laughs> that's... Common sense is something you ought to know. Exactly, that's what I said. That's... You ought to know that a watermelon falls at the same speed as an egg. It Mama? took a scientist to figure that out, Goose. Mama? Yes. I know, but people Why did the scientists that liked, that liked apples and, and the hula show got... And in the hula show, there was a piano tree. Yeah, it was really funny. I don't know. But it's on Netflix. You... But I was, as I was saying, it was Isaac Newton, the, that episode. I'm listening to Cade, Micah. But I was, as I was saying, at the airport, respect Cade. Mm. He said, Penny Nash is overrated. Oh boy. Everybody, I got you a tweet. Thank you. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Pastry bites. Oh, no. I ate one. You did have one? Can I please have two? So, can I have one? Can I have one, too? You had one. Um, I want to. I'm so hungry for that. One. But how come she has two? You can have one more. Yay. Thank Don't you. be jealous. Mommy's fair. This is for Mommy, Daddy, and Luke. What's left? Okay. Fools have no interest in understanding. Hi, Pookie. <laughs> if you put him here, thank you so much. He can have this. They only want to air their own opinions. Thank you so much. You tried to buy wood? You tried to buy wood? Mm. Publix didn't have any wood. Mm. So I got those instead. I understand. Well, they were excited. Isn't he got <laughs> Doing wrong leads to disgrace, and scandalous behavior brings contempt. All right, listen, this is important for you to know. Wise words are like deep waters. Wisdom flows from the wise like a babbling brook. So as I'm teaching you these words, if you really take them to heart and say... God, I really do want to learn them, so I'm going to pay attention. Luke, sit down. Wisdom will flow from you like a babbling brook. It is not right to acquit the guilty or deny justice to the innocent. Mm. Fools' words get them into constant quarrels. They are asking for a beating. Do you want to finish this just a little bit? The mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with their lips. You know how much trouble a mouth can get a person into? So much, so much trouble. I also remember Grandfather Frog and the story about the animals. Mm -hmm. It had a really big mouth. And he got into trouble? He got into trouble. His stomach was full and he had a good breakfast and then he had a, and then he had a fish almost and half came inside. along and then, he had, and then he tried to eat a fish. Because his mouth was so big and it could hold so much and he could scream. And then he, 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 well, it was a fish half his size. Uh-huh. Wow. Is it's that like an Aesop fable or is a, that it's Thornton Uncle Bunker's Remus? Bed, it's Thornton Bunker's bedtime stories. Oh, bedtime stories. Inaudible. Okay. Okay. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. Mm, did you hear that? Yeah. A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. Mm. Who is slacking his work as a brother to him who destroys his 
destroyed. Yes. Oh, I wonder if that's the NIV version, right? That's Proverbs. Probably ESV. Yeah. That's what Hero used, right? NASB? ESV. Oh. He who is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. It's our friend that we let live in Atlanta. They they did songs. Rochester. Rochester, I mean. They did songs and mm -hmm. they gave their DVDs to us. Mm -hmm. CDs, I mean. Mama, now can I hear an Indian song? What? An Indian song now? No. Later. The Stop name asking. of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. That's a song too. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. The rich think that their wealth is a strong defense. They imagine it to be a high wall of safety. Well, what happens when God takes their wealth away? Sorry. They realize that wasn't my safety net. Haughtiness goes before destruction. Humility precedes honor. If you want honor, you need to be humble. Right? Mm -hmm. We're never going to put our, our sense of safety in money. God is the one that gives the money. Not money. Money doesn't give security. Neither does guns. Right. It just makes you have a healthy conscience. Right. Listen, this is important too. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. I know everybody in their life has done that. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. What's spouting off? Spouting off is like having an opinion and sharing that opinion before you know all the facts. It's actually both shameful and foolish. Sounds like having me last night. Can you um, put water in there for me? Please? Because the man, I was I, I was trying to get past on the narrow road out of the place, right? And the truck was coming this way. And so I had to get off the road because the truck could not get off the road on the other side. And which meant I had to go in front of two people. Walking. And so he was like, I'm walking here. He was really rude to daddy. And then as the truck went by, I swerved around them to keep going. And he called me a name. So all these things, right? He, he let his mouth spout off before he understood the facts. The fact was, I couldn't go on. And then he, he, and then he himself is great, but he's done. It was shameful and foolish of him, right? Bad, foolish, but good. But we can pray for him. Daddy prayed for him. Was that, that might have been the same guy that, that... We don't know. Hey, listen. The human spirit can endure a sick body. This is interesting. But who can bear a crushed spirit? You know the difference? The human spirit can endure a sick body. But who can bear a crushed spirit? What is a crushed spirit? When, when you lose all your hope. When you forget about God and his goodness. That's a crushed spirit. Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. I'm not going to eat one of those. I'm just going to look at them. Don't look at them. Don't tempt yourself. I'm not going to eat it. I'm saying don't tempt yourself. I just want to look. And don't touch other people's foods. I'm not going to touch them. I'm just going to look. Mm -hmm. And maybe take off the sugar pieces from the bottom. Nope. After they're all gone, can I eat? No. That's not healthy. Okay, intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. Okay, being really wise, you would have said, oh, the first time and not argued with me. I had to tell you three times. Did you hear yourself, Micah? I had to tell you three times, no. Giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. Hey, you left the table and you're supposed to sit. The first to speak in court sounds right until the cross-examination begins. You can have that if you put tuna on it. Flipping a coin can end arguments. It settles disputes between powerful opponents. 
An offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. Sit down, Cade. Sit up, Micah. I was just putting a piece of trash into the trash can. Thank you. Now sit down. Those who talk... Oh, the tongue can bring life or death. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Do you ever think like you talk too much? I don't talk too much because I barely ever talk in the night. Micah, do you ever think you talk too much? Mm. Mm. I finished mine very quick better than you. You always think I talk too much. Talking. If you interrupt people, you're talking too much. Sometimes I'm talking too much. Sometimes. Yeah? We all talk too much sometimes. Even you? Mm hmm. Ha ha. The man who finds a wife finds a treasure. And he receives favor from the Lord. I guess only if you find a good wife. Huh? What, baby? Cookie. He's really making a mess. I guess he's done with that. What is that? Butter grits. I got butter grits all over me. His, I gave him one. The poor plead for mercy. The rich. The poor plead for. Hello. The poor plead for mercy. The rich answer with insults. There are friends who destroy each other. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. How close should brothers stick to each other? Really? Yep. And this Bible is telling us real friends stick even closer than that.